It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, welcome back. Our final lap hour here today, Kincaid and Breckenridge. Rob Breckenridge with you, Roger, off for a couple of days. Uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, don't forget, Monday is, is of course, the uh, August long weekend, uh, so we'll be off Monday, but uh, the two of us will be back on Tuesday. Our telephone number, once again, 974-8255. You can uh, keep those texts coming in at uh, 77770. Although, I'm having a computer. I don't know what the hell this computer's doing here, so apologies to those texting. I'm assuming there were probably a lot of texts uh, coming in on, on the previous segment, but... Uh, yeah, possessed by Satan or something. So, um, no apologies to those who, who may have texted in on the, on the uh, crosswalk issue, but uh, having some computer issues in the meantime. We think the phones are still working. Last we checked, 974-8255. We'll turn our attention, though, back to a topic we discussed yesterday. Discussed it at great length. We did an hour yesterday. Could have easily done probably the entire show on the subject. A lot of people weighing in. The phone lines jammed. Uh, texts just pouring in. If it concerns the death of uh, Cecil or Cecil, not sure what we're going with, but I'll go with Cecil. Cecil the lion in Zimbabwe. A lion who was lured out of uh, a national park where he, uh, where he lived and was protected, was lured out of that park and was uh, killed by uh, a U.S. big game hunter. Now, two individuals in Zimbabwe have uh, been charged. They were, I think, briefly in court yesterday, answering to charges connected to this. Uh, but the dentist himself, Mr. Palmer, Dr. Palmer, is, uh, has gone into hiding. And he's really become public enemy number one. It's the fact that this lion was, was well known. People really love this, this lion. Safaris would, would go through this park, and, um, you know, the lions aren't really typically afraid of of humans, so on the occasions when the lion's awake, lions do sleep through much of the day, uh, this lion would walk up to these, these vehicles and didn't really seem troubled by by the people who were coming to, to, to gawk at him. And so there, there was that, that additional fondness. He had a name, people knew this lion, people liked seeing this lion. People like lions, right? Lions are seen as very majestic animals, and there, there's concern about lion numbers. Lions are, are threatened, maybe even endangered. Estimates of around 30,000 in Africa. So for all those reasons, that someone would hunt one and, and do one in a rather duplicitous manner by luring it out of this park. And just the way it died, I mean, it was shot with a, a crossbow. But then it wasn't until 40 hours later, so they continued to follow it, that they, they killed it. So uh, sounds as though the animal really suffered. Then the, the head was cut off, the the line was skinned and, and the carcass was just left there. So again, another reason for people to be uh, aghast at what happened. So for all those reasons, this this shouldn't have happened. right? This, this lion shouldn't have died. And uh, those involved need to be uh, held responsible. So as we mentioned, the, the, the hunter himself, the American hunter, has uh, gone to ground. No one's sure where he is. And he put out a statement saying, look, I, I didn't know. I didn't know this was uh, illegal, I thought everything was on the up and up. 
So, again, maybe it's convenient for him to say that now, but maybe he really was duped. There was a very interesting piece up at uh, Time.com, Time Magazine, about how, how devastating the policies of the Mugabe regime in Zimbabwe have been for conservation efforts. And it should come as no surprise that one of the two people that have been charged in this is, is a farmer. And, and farmers in Zimbabwe live in, in, in absolute poverty, relying on, on international food aid to survive. So that maybe there's a real incentive for farmers to try to make some money, any money. And uh, they can lure a hunter in to, to paying big bucks to, to kill a lion, and they know where to find the lion. There's an incentive to do so. But the whole concept of big game hunting, I think in the aftermath of this, has is, is taken on a very negative tone. Right, there's this perception of people like this who are just bloodthirsty, rich and bloodthirsty. They just want to kill an animal. They want the head on the wall. And that, that's really distasteful to people. So there are a lot of calls now to, to ban this practice. That These are majestic animals. These are maybe in some cases threatened animals. Uh, you've got rich, entitled, wealthy, aggressive American hunters who want to go and shoot these animals, and we should put an end to it. But there's another side to this, that when done properly, well-regulated, this kind of big-game hunting can be beneficial to conservation efforts. Joining us to explore that side of the story, pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Diogo Averissimo, a David H. Smith Conservation Research Fellow uh, at Georgia State University. Uh, Dr. Verissimo, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Um, obviously, you're aware of how people are reacting to, to this story and, and the whole concept of, of big game yeah. hunting has, has really come under fire. What, what's getting left out of the debate as you see it? Well, as I see it, I think we need to look at the broader picture. Um, as, you, as you pointed out, Zimbabwe is one of the poorest countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, wildlife management, wildlife conservation has um, important costs. They're not negligible costs. They're very important costs. And so... If we want uh, the government of Zimbabwe to be able to manage their wildlife, this revenue needs to come from somewhere. And so the larger picture is that by, in, by uh, having these animals being hunted, we're able to generate revenue that's then able to uh, enable us to manage wildlife better and prevent deaths of further animals. Right, and we, we need to do this carefully. Though. I mean, the, part of the concern about the death of this lion is that now... Uh, that lion's cubs will likely be killed by other lions so that those lions can now try to create their own cubs and, and, and establish Absolutely. dominance. So there, there's sort of that, that, um, that domino effect. I want to I be very, very clear I know from, from the very beginning of this conversation that uh, what happened with, with this specific lion is illegal. And yeah, so, exactly. you know, it, 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 is not, it is not something that we can compare or we can, we can take this as an example of what uh, trophy hunting or sports hunting is about. So this is illegal. It does not comply with regulation. And so all, all we can hope is that those that are involved are brought to justice and they, that they pay for uh, uh, some consequence for the behavior that they've, uh, that they've done. So, so I think that we need to be very, very clear from the beginning. What we're talking about is trophy hunting when uh, done under the regulations that uh, there exist in Zimbabwe and not you know, poaching of wildlife, which is in essence what we're talking about in this case. Right. Well, Someone who just went out and did yeah. not respect the rules and killed this animal. Let's talk then about lions specifically. When we look at, at the number mm-hmm. of lions in Africa and wanting to ensure that we're protecting those numbers or, or growing those numbers, 
so if we're going to allow hunting of, of lions under certain, certain circumstances, what, what should the criteria be? So there are, there are, I think one thing that's important to, uh, to start with when talking about lions, and, and sometimes it's uh, easy to forget that uh, the lion is an animal that has a wide distribution across many countries, and uh, when we're talking about lion conservation, we're talking about a species, but when, when we manage the species, we're talking about populations. And populations can be doing, you know, can be uh, going in very different uh, directions, can have different trends in different places. So in particular in Zimbabwe, lions have been doing pretty well. And so it is, it is a place where we can envision uh, this type of activity to, to exist without uh, a major economic and biological impact if done correctly. So, for example, one, one of the rules would be to uh, ensure that uh, we, uh, the take or the hunt is uh, focusing on older animals, older males um, that are not, no longer contributing to the, towards the population with their, with their genes. And so by focusing on those particular animals, um, they are already naturally excluded uh, from the lion population, then we can make sure that minimize the impacts. And as you highlighted, this was not the case in, mm-hmm. in, in this particular incident. Um, the lion that was killed had uh, a group in which it was, uh, it was part of, and so there will definitely be uh, consequences for, at least at a small scale, uh, for uh, for the lines of 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 that uh, living in, in in that location, right? And and I mean, when it comes to lions that we view as as majestic animals, uh, they can be damaging in some cases. I mean, they they can cause damage to to livestock. Uh, they can be a threat to to other animal populations too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something we yeah, need to consider. Yeah. And, and I think I think is uh, sometimes uh, when we are when we live very far away from these animals, it is very easy to forget about the other side of them. Um, you know, when we look at them through pictures, through um, movies, um, all that transpires is this the charisma that they exhale. But when you live with them every day, then all these other concerns can come come. Yeah, you know, they're very clear, uh, like. Um, danger to livestock, danger to uh, human life as well, and so. Um, so yeah, so it, all those all those considerations come into play for those in Zimbabwe in this particular case that live with alliance. So when we talk about conservation, and as you say, conservation costs money, and allowing these 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 hunters to to bid for the right to hunt that does raise money that's much needed. So what are mm-hmm. the costs when we talk about conservation? What, what does that mean in practice? So it could be it could be a variety of things. Well, I guess one of the most visible things um, is are things like enforcement. Um, you know, each of these, Zimbabwe has a number of protected areas. For example, all of these protected areas have staff, uh, rangers, uh, other type of personnel that make sure that the, the, the protected area runs effectively, just in terms of managing, for example, tourism, in terms of managing the animals themselves, dealing with problem animals. Um, and so all of these things um, have, have a cost. And, and particularly in, in one of the poorest countries in the world, like Zimbabwe, this is this is not something that we can just ask the Zimbabwean government to provide without without support. And if we are then furthermore removing these um, revenue uh, streams that exist, they can have important consequences. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Just a couple of months ago, I think it was back in May, there was controversy over a rhino hunt in Namibia. Uh, but that was actually a really interesting example because that was organized by the government and was very carefully controlled. And it was a rhino. In fact, I think there were four rhinos that been, had been singled out as, as direct threats to the rest of the herd, that these were animals that needed mm-hmm. to be removed. But they raised $350,000 in allowing this hunter to, to bid for the right to remove an animal that needed to be removed. 
Absolutely, yeah, uh, and I think I mean the, that that Namibia is 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 probably uh, in the entire world the 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 country that has the, the highest sort of the highest uh, sort of case study and the best case study um, in terms of success success story around uh, trophy hunting and conservation. They have very very successfully managed to create a system where um, that that. Uh, revenue stream comes in to help conservation. And I think the other issue that's interesting around that, that particular auction of that permit to hunt the black rhino was that the, the black rhino um, auction was actually open to everyone. It, 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 there is no mechanism that means that, 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 means that only uh, if you're a hunter you can bid. Um, and I think this is pretty important because very often um, there's the argument that, um, well, you know, Maybe we could, there's other ways of raising revenue instead of hunting. Well, you know, all those permits are accessible to be bought uh, by other organizations, by other individuals. And if there is a desire to keep those permits out of the hunting circle, then any individual can bid for them and buy them. So what's the risk now, though, in the, in the backlash to the death of this lion, if countries start to, to ban this kind of hunting and back away from these, these programs, what, what's likely to happen as a result? Because we've seen where, where countries in Africa have banned big game hunting before. Yeah, so, I mean, just, just to speak exactly to, to the example you gave, Zambia um, recently reverted. So they, they had previously banned uh, big game hunting and then uh, brought it back uh, simply because uh, the, this revenue was too important for the government to be able to ignore. Um, and, and so the way I see it, and, and uh, I hope that will not be the case, but if, if the, the bans do move forward, I think that the countries that will be the most uh, affected will be those countries that don't necessarily have very strong um, tourism industries, for example, because there might be a history of uh, instability, um, they might have less infrastructure, and so I think it would be the, the countries that have that are already in the worst situation in terms of potential to raise money for wildlife management costs that they have that will suffer the most. All right, important points. Uh, Dr. Versimo, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Dr. Diogo Verissimo, uh, David H. Smith Conservation Research Fellow at Georgia State University. So does that, does that change your thinking on this at all? Again, none of this is to, to excuse um, our, our dentist here, Dr. Palmer, or those who, who helped him lure Cecil the lion out of this park, that what was done in that case was illegal. It was not a lion that should have been killed. But that's not to say that lion hunting itself should be banned. Because I think that a lot of people wouldn't make the distinction. Illegal, legal, whatever. The end result is a dead lion. That's bad. And what our guest is saying is, look, even in Zimbabwe, lion numbers are, are increasing. That when done right, it can raise money for conservation, and conservation is crucial. It's poaching and habitat that are the real threats to these animals. And that if it's carefully controlled and regulated, and we're talking about animals of a certain age, even animals that in some cases might represent a threat, threat to the herd, threat to other animals, threat to humans, that there, there's some benefit from removing them from the population too. So that there can be real conservation benefits from this practice, as distasteful as it may be to people. Nine seven four eight two five five. We've got to take a quick break here. Back with more right after this. Our producer Stacy found this yesterday. This is up at Vox.com. While the killing of Zimbabwe's beloved Cecil the lion by a dentist, big game hunting is in the news. But well, uh, but one ex-president's total dwarfs the hunting exploits of today's most infamous Minnesota dentist. 
1909, ex-president Teddy Roosevelt went on his own safari to eastern Africa. The list of casualties is positively massive, with more than 500 kills between him and his son. 512 to be exact. Let's just look at Teddy. There's also Kermit Roosevelt, who's Teddy's son. Let's just look at at, um, Teddy's total. I think for the most part, he he, uh, bested his, his son. Actually, by about 80. So, <laughs> they kept track of all of this. And, uh, in fact, in, in his own book uh, that he wrote in 1910, Roosevelt lays this all out. So, he had a rifle. And has a list of games shot with the rifle during the trip. Nine lions. Five hyenas. Eight elephants. Five square-mouthed rhinoceros. Eight hook-lipped rhinoceros, seven hippos, 18 warthogs, 15 zebras, well, actually 20 zebras, 15 common zebras, five big or gravies zebra, seven giraffes, six buffaloes, let's see, 10 oryx, um, my goodness, he killed a lot of things, 10 uh, bohor reedbucks, 11 Thompson gazelles. It's uh, quite a list. Four great bustard, one lesser bustard. Even got a whale-headed stork in there. Crocodile. Three pythons. You really shoot pythons with a rifle? That would be impressive. Uh, So there you go. Teddy Roosevelt, beloved uh, former U.S. president, managed to kill 296 animals on his trip to Africa in 1909. Uh, so that's quite a tally. Far more than this um, dentist will ever kill, I assume. Uh, some of the text coming in on this. Uh, 770, 770. You know, this one here says, your, your guest raised a great point. PETA, groups like PETA, could be buying those hunting licenses and just holding on to them. Why not? You know, then, then you're raising the money that's needed. Although, mind you, in the case of of some of these animals, like the rhino hunt in in Namibia, the rhino would have died anyway. I mean, it would have been uh, eventually wildlife officers having to just go out and and kill the rhino themselves. Because if the rhino's killing other younger rhinos, then you got a problem. But yeah, it's true, right? I mean, that bid was open to anyone. And so maybe PETA should put its money where its mouth is. Uh, another text here says lions are raised on farms for hunting in South Africa. They're like large buffalo, raised for game hunting. There'll be very little reason to keep them without value, but it needs to more, be more strictly so it pays for conservation. Right? If, there, if there's value in having lions, there's going to be efforts to make sure that there are more lions. Right? There's that incentive to protect the population and grow those population if there can be money generated from it. But you need to do it carefully. And, and again, this, this line in question was probably too young. And, and there's going to be repercussions within the herd as a result. But, uh, yeah, if, if you've got strict age controls, that's got to be a big thing. And then, then it can work. As long as the money's going toward conservation. I mean, it seems the $50,000 paid in this case was money that went to the individuals who, who helped arrange this. Right now, maybe living in abject poverty in Zimbabwe gives you that incentive to go to try out and get that money. 
as understandable as it is, I mean, it's still wrong. And the other point is, and this texter points it out, it says usually all the meat from the kill is given to villages that are starving. I get that most people don't understand, but this is how African elephants and rhinos are being preserved. And that's a fact. And that didn't happen here. The carcass was left lying in the field. We mentioned that rhino hunt in, in Namibia in May. That was another positive benefit from it. That the meat went to a village where people were hungry. So there, there was the additional benefit. Uh, another text here says, uh, just for the record, those animal sanctuaries uh, are paid for by big game hunters who pay big money to kill one to be able to keep the rest alive. Selling kills is how these conservation efforts are paid for. This one was a little strange. Well, it was more than a little strange. I mean, it was, it was illegal. And it was done the wrong way. And, and it's unfortunate because those that are done the right way, those that have benefit, may suffer as a result of this. Because I think there's going to be a real backlash. I think that's certainly brewing. 